Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Konichi Value, the podcast where I, Ray Saito, introduce you to the greatest investments in Japan. Today, we've done a thorough stock analysis of Nitori, the IKEA of Japan that's on its way to become bigger than its biggest rival, IKEA. First, a disclaimer that anything I say here are my own opinions and any research done by me could be wrong and is also, as always, subject to change. So, as I said in the beginning, Nitori is Japan's largest furniture and interior retailer and they're often directly compared with IKEA because of its strategy of offering low prices furniture with high quality that are so cheap because you, as the customer, have to assemble them yourself. In this article, I will analyze Nitri's business performance, financial details, and the stock price, and ask whether the stock is attractive or not. Let's begin. So first, Nitri's business profitability and long-term growth. The profit margin is something I usually look at to see, especially in the retail industry, if the brand is sexy or interesting. And if you look at Nitri's profit margin, they have exceeded 10% since 2011 and have consistently gone up. This is very high in the industry, and we can see other Japanese competitors like Aeon having operating profit margins of 2-3%, to and furniture company Muji, which is more of a direct competitor in the luxury space, at 5-7%. to On top of this, they have an earnings growth that has exceeded 10% over the past 7 years. So the company has had an incredible increase in earnings over the past decade. How is Nitri so profitable? Well, the reasons their margins are so high is because their integrated business model. From manufacturing to distribution and retail, allowing it to cut various intermediate margins, making it highly cost competitive. In addition, it is the largest furniture and interior company in Japan, so there's definitely economics of scale at work. The high level of competitiveness due to these factors is reflected in the high operating income ratio. However, due to Nitri's reliance on China and Southeast Asia for manufacturing, a weaker yen, which we've recently seen, and supply chain issues all over the world will hurt the company's profit margins in the foreseeable future. Hopefully, we'll see a small dip and not a large eating of their profits because they do manufacture a lot of things in Japan too. That makes it less secure that we'll see these amazing profit numbers in the future. What's perhaps even more interesting is that both revenue and operating profits have continued to grow basically every year since 2004, which is particularly astonishing when you think that the Lehman crash of 2008 as actually a year for Nitri when they increased their sales. This is because... It's known as a high-quality, low-cost brand in Japan, so sales actually increased during a recession. And then, we've also had an appreciation of the yen since 2013, 
which was good for Japan as their main, sorry, good for Nitri as their main business is still Japan. However, this might change, as I said, because the yen has now weakened a lot. But as we're probably entering a recession, it could be pretty good for Nitori, as their sales historically have gone up during recessions. There's also a concern about the slowdown of Nitori's growth rate going forward. Nitori has already opened stores in all 47 prefectures in Japan, their absolutely largest market, and also due to global supply chain issues and depreciating yen, the room for expansion to other markets is getting smaller. When growth rates slow, the expected P ratio falls, and thus the stock price also falls. Hence, we will likely see a stagnant or slightly lower operating income in 2022, and if this correlates with a slowing growth, the stock price will likely fall too. However, in the long term, Nitri has garnered a strong brand recognition not only in Japan, but also abroad, especially in Asia, and with a potential to take on IKEA head-on in many markets, I think Nitri is definitely an interesting brand. To add gravy to the Nitri steak, you cannot invest in IKEA as it's a family-owned company while Nitori is easy to invest in, both in the US and Japan. Secondly, I want to take a look at Nitori's cash flow, because I think cash flow is the best value to know how well a business is actually doing. With EBITDA and balance sheets, you can usually hide a bunch of costs, at least in the short term. But with cash flow, you always know how much cash the business has at hand. Operating cash flow, in Nitri's case, has been positive every fiscal year, indicating that it is at average steadily increasing. Nitri invests a large amount of fixed assets every year to open new stores, much of which is covered by operating cash flow. That is, Nitri does not have an expansion strategy that relies on loans. Cash and cash equivalents have also increased sharply since 2016, suggesting that the company is in a strong financial position. Thirdly, especially now when we're entering a recession, it's important to see how financially sound Nitri is. Basically what I'm saying is how much loans they have, how much liabilities they have, if they can pay off any loans that they might have if interest rates continue to go up. Sales and profits are important. But the cleanliness of the balance sheet is even more important to a value investor. And the first thing to note here is that Nitri's equity ratio is 82%. As a guideline for the equity ratio, it is usually around 30%. And it is said that an excellent equity ratio is 40% or more. So you can just imagine how safe it is to invest in Nitri in terms of a bankruptcy risk. Nitri has cash and deposits equivalent to those of debt and is virtually a debt-free company. Nitri's finances are nothing but top-notch and there is almost no risk regarding its business continuity. On the other hand, Nitri has a relative large investment in land and buildings, accounting for about half of the total assets. In general, if there is a lot of investments in fixed assets, 
capital efficiency indicators, such as return on equity or return on assets, tend to deteriorate. However, Nitri's ROE is about 13.5% and ROA is about 11%. Among the Japanese retailers, this is very high. Fourth, let's check the most important factor. Is Nitri stock undervalued? So today, as I'm recording this, the Nitri stock is around 14,710 Japanese yen. Simply put, that means that if you bought the stock 10 years ago, you have made almost a 300% profit, which is way above any index. The stock price have fallen significantly due to the COVID shock in 2020, but then it quickly returned to its pre-pandemic levels. However, due to recent turmoil in markets, the stock is now down almost 60% year-to-date and 30% in one year. So, the stock looks attractive if you look how much it has fallen, but let's check the P ratio and the actual underlying value of the stock. So again, P ratio, price through earnings ratio, one of the simplest measurements to see if a stock is over or undervalued. And Nitri's P ratio was as high as 25 just a couple of months ago, but has now dropped to 17.5. And it's substantially lower now than its five-year average of around 22. Its P is on the higher side, especially value investors, where we tend to look at a P lower than 15 as being adequate or interesting due to that most indexes like S&P 500 or the Japanese Nikkei index usually has a P of 14 to 15 when the market is not too overheated. However, Nitori has grown extremely rapidly. Its finances are sound, ROE, ROA is really good, brand recognition is high. So I think a little bit higher uh, PE is justified in this term. Then we go to PB ratio, the price through bookings ratio. So very easily explained, a PB ratio of one is basically the company's dissolution value. So that means that theoretically, if the company went bankrupt tomorrow or they decided to just stop doing business and they sold off everything they had in the books, they would get the exact same amount outpaid as the stock's price right now. So if you own one stock for 14,000 yen, you would get 14,000 yen back if the company stopped functioning. Nitri's PE, uh, sorry, PB is at 2.1 and I mean, it's a bit high, but it used to be over five just a couple of years ago, 2018. Uh, so we've seen a decline there, which is interesting because that usually means, you know, their value, sorry, their assets have gone up in value and also that their profits have gone up probably. So it is interesting to think that you're paying basically double the book value of the stock. That usually means that you're paying all of this extra money for the goodwill and the potential of the company. So the goodwill is the branding and just what Nitri stands for and how easily they can expand with that brand name and their, you know, supply chain, etc. And as I said before, that's very high. And secondly, you have a really interesting growth ahead for the company. So I think even here, paying double the book value of the company is definitely justified. 
I mean, just look at companies with similar growth rates and you'll probably see a much higher PB ratio at average. Number five, looking at something that's more theoretical, but still super interesting. I want to estimate the margin of safety for Nitri next year. And basically how I do this is because it's a recession and I also don't want to have multiple scenarios. I just want to have one scenario, which I think need to be performed next year. I want to be bearish. So I want to be a little bit negative here, but not too negative. So for 2023, I have estimated that basically the, the growth, the revenue growth is going to be flat for Nitri. You know, they've had a good run and it just seems very hard to keep that going uh, for the foreseeable future, as in next year. And on top of that, I see operating income going down a bit and profit margins going down a little bit. So basically quite a bearish case here. And in this scenario, with today's stock price, the PE ratio would be 17.5. So it would basically be the same as now, which is quite good. So worst case scenario, we should have the same PE this year as next year. So Nitri's PE in that sense can be very much justified. And then if we end up with a, a revenue increase that is similar to this year, we end up with a PE of 16 for next year. That gives us a margin of safety of 8.5%. So basically, meaning that 8.5% is our margin of error here. It's not great, but it's also a negative forecast already. So with just tweaking some more numbers, we could definitely get a higher margin of safety. So again, I think this is an acceptable level of risk you're taking for investing in Nitri for the foreseeable future. And number six, I want to go to dividend. Dividend is always important for value investors like me because it just shows how much love the, you know, the CEO and the company board has for the shareholders. And the dividend yield is low in Italy. I mean, this is one of the weakest points. They have so much cash and they just don't give it out. And they don't invest that much either. They just hold it, right? So they have really sound finances. But we see a 0.8 dividend yield this year. It's not horrible, but it's not great. I'll definitely give this just a pass. Uh, also, we don't, like, if you look at the history, it's never really gone up above 1% of their um, stock price. So that's not very good. Definitely shows that Nitri doesn't show that much love for the shareholders. But still, it's okay. So, summary. Is it time to buy the Nitri stock? Well, let me say this. Nitri is a leading company in the furniture and interior retail industry. And its good performance and financial performance are super attractive. The impact of COVID-19 on business results seem to be relatively small. And even though the company will suffer from a weaker yen, it has strong financial position and great brand recognition to continue to take market share in the home furnishing industry. On the other hand, Nitri's high name recognition and popularity are reflected in the stock price. And it can be hard to justify a PE of 17.5 
as a value investor. Although Nitris P might be hard to justify, I think that this is an excellent company that is worth investing in the long term. So my final rating for the Nitri stock is buy and hold because it can get cheaper, but even at this price, it's quite attractive, especially if they can maintain their growth and their profit margins. Thank you so much for listening to Konichi Value, and I hope you have a great evening or day or morning. Goodbye.